0: You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Good day to you, beloved. I want to welcome you to another episode of Doctrine and Duty. We are in the midst of a four-part or so uh, series on the Ordinances of the Local Church, Church Ordinances. I uh, I covered the Lord's Supper on the previous episodes, so please check those out if you haven't already, or if you want to listen to the first or the last two on Baptism, then go back to the Lord's Supper in the order in which they should be. That shall be fine, but I chose to begin with the Lord's Supper first, which chronologically should be number two. Um. I defined the ordinances of the church as two corporate acts initiated and commanded by Jesus Christ for his church to participate in, to experience, and to follow. You know, I could go back and edit that, but where would the fun be in that? So, um, yeah, podcasting, the cool thing about that is stuff doesn't have to be perfect and edited. So there you have it, in the raw, in the real, messed up. Yeah, baptism. So to talk about baptism uh, for now, um, I'm going to read to you Matthew 28:16 through 20. So the end of the first gospel. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, this is his resurrection appearance. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So, right off the bat, we understand that baptism is commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Baptism was instituted by the Lord Jesus Christ, And, and of course now... I hate to even have to qualify, right? Um, when I say baptism, I'm going to qualify it because there's probably a lot of different thoughts about baptism. I'm going to qualify it as believer's baptism, Christian baptism, biblical baptism. So believer's baptism has been commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ. It has been instituted by the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there is also, very importantly, the example of The Lord Jesus Christ. And for that, we're going to stay in Matthew's gospel. We're going to chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So, here we have an ordinance of the church, a church ordinance, that has been commanded by Christ, that has been instituted, initiated by Christ, and now we have the actual, physical, literal example of the Lord Jesus Christ. And some would say, now why would Christ be baptized? He didn't get saved. He's perfect. He's sinless. He's the Savior. He's the one who makes baptism possible, available. So why would Christ be baptized? Um, Excellent question. I have I'm sure there are lots of answers and lots of theologians and scholars would like to give their own opinion, but that's not their podcast. It's mine. We call those people commentators, and sometimes what they say, well, they sound like commentators. (laughs) I thought you would like that one. Now, you can use that. Um, Don't quote me, though, because it came from somewhere else. Who knows where I got it from? So purpose number one is that... Purpose number one for Jesus' baptism is that in his baptism, he identified with the people of God. He would ask us to do something that he also experienced himself. But also Jesus answered him and said, Let it be so for now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So Christ identifies with the people, but also it appears to be an act of obedience to the will of the Father. And then third... At the end of the passage, uh, we hear a voice from heaven that says, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So here we actually have the testimony of God, the testimony of heaven, the affirmation of the Father over the Son. And so, wow, there's a lot of information. Commanded by Christ, initiated and instituted by Christ, the example of Christ, and the purpose being that he would identify with the people of God That this would be in submission to the will of the Father, and that this would be the testimony of the Father, uh, both his affirmation and confirmation of the ministry and death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, that lets us know right away, uh, if Christ was baptized in obedience to the will of the Father, how much more so? Does it make sense for the people of God, those who've been redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ? How much more so should we be obedient to the Lord and pursue believers' baptism? And that begs the question. The question is when, and when I say when, I don't mean what time of day or what time of year or a special event on the church calendar, but when does baptism take place in the life of a believer? And I would say soon after. Uh, someone becomes a believer. So, with believer's baptism, and and I would argue that believer's baptism is the only baptism that is promoted in the New Testament. Okay, Uh, With that being believer's baptism, that rejects a lot. It rejects infant baptism, uh, paedo or early child baptism, Um, it, it, it negates the need to be baptized, uh, simply to align yourself with a religion or a, uh, church or something like that. So back to the question of when, when should you be baptized? You should be baptized after you were converted. So if it's believer's baptism, slash biblical baptism, what the Bible describes as baptism, other than Jesus's, right? Obviously, because he didn't need to get saved. He is the one doing the saving. It comes after you are converted. It makes no sense to be saved before you're converted because you are not identifying with Christ. You're not being obedient to the will of the Father because you haven't even been saved yet. But once you are saved, and here's the kicker, you need to be baptized. And so the when means after conversion. So we would reject infant baptism, we would re- we would reject all forms of baptism that do not take place after conversion and as a sign of obedience and uniting with a local church. Now, uh, when we think about uh, believer's baptism, we understand that that is something that might be a little bit controversial with some religions or some denominations, but it's absolutely biblical. Uh, barring the baptism of Christ, uh, when we see people in the New Testament baptized, it's always after their conversion. And uh, other than that, uh, we would say that no other baptism qualifies. So that means if, let's say, you are sprinkled as a child or uh, poured over as a child, or, well, I'm not sure what they call it. I know they pour, they take, Water in a cup or a hand and poured over some babies in some religions, some denominations. I realize now that when I say pour over, you're thinking of your local cop- coffee shop. But before there was pour over coffee, there was pour over baptism. And and what I would say is that none of those do anything. They're, they're not an obedience to scripture issue. That is a man-made tradition, and so we would re- we would reject that. It comes after conversion, after you're saved. So if you were poured or sprinkled or dipped or whatever— uh, none of that would be valid if it happened before your salvation experience because it's after salvation that you are uniting with Christ, uniting with the local church, you're identifying with Christ, you're being obedient to the will of the Father, and baptism is also a um, a symbolic thing, right? It It symbolizes you go down in the water, back up out of the water again. Oops, spoiler alert for the next episode. It symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, which um, Paul wrote uh, to uh, the Corinthian church about, okay? So really, really important. All right, so uh, when, after, conversion. So if you're out there, here's the duty part, if you're out there and you were dipped or poured or sprinkled or whatever you call it, um, and then you got saved after, and you've somehow thought that 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 baptism you had before Christ came into your life was valid I would say to you it is not valid as a matter of fact once you come to know Christ and you embrace the reality and the veracity and the truthfulness and the accuracy of scripture you're going to want to be baptized in other words we don't typically at the church here have to convince people to be baptized if they were baptized prior to coming to know Christ most people through the word of God and the holy spirit they realize whoa My baptism is not valid. It was not a believer's or a biblical baptism. And so I think I need to get baptized. And we say, tell us your story. And they tell the story and we say, you're right. Your theology is correct. You need to be baptized as a sign of your commitment to and connection with the Lord Jesus Christ post-conversion. Okay, so there's a lot of doctrine and a little bit of duty. Now, on the next episode... Oh boy, is it going to be fun. So join us again on the fourth and final installment of, uh, church ordinances, the Lord's Supper and baptism. Hey, listen, the Lord loves you. I love you. I'm thankful for your listening to the podcast. And, um, I want to invite you to join us here at Alexander Baptist Church in person or online at abch.org or, uh, Facebook, Alexander Baptist Church, YouTube as well. We'd love to have you worship with us. And, um... I hope you have a Jesus-filled week, and you take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.